name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do what needs to be done. I come against every foul and unclean spirit that's going to try to bring hindrance. I bind you, I curse you right now. I command order and I command the spirit of Christ to come in now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be spill the seed. And we're going to be talking about Joseph's family. Sins with the Canaanite. And this is a very interesting story. And um, I kind of just want to take my time with it. And it's called spill the seed. And I looked up the word seed. It says a flowering plant. It says unit of reproduction. Capable of developing into another source. Plant. And we're going to be talking in Genesis, the 38th chapter. This is talking about Joseph's family. And you're going to find out you got Abraham, Isaac, and, Je and Jacob. But then you got Joseph. It was one of the sons under Jacob. And his family is doing some things that God had already instructed in Genesis, the 28th chapter, and verse 1, and Deuteronomy 7 and 3. And you got to understand something. When we get out of place with God, you don't understand something. It causes a domino effect in our lives. That's why it's important for you to follow the will of God, no matter what it is. I don't care what you have to do. You better not get out of the plan of God because it causes a domino effect. It goes from one wrong thing to another wrong thing to another wrong thing. If nobody has the will of God in their life, you got to understand what is going on in this hour. You can do everything that you want to do, but if you don't follow the will of God, you will not prosper. And you're causing damnation not only yourself, but on your family and the next generation. It's important and imperative in this hour that you follow God's will and not your will. You need to see what God is saying in this hour. Judah was out of the will of God. And let's read in Genesis, the 38th chapter. It came to pass at that time that Judah departed from his brothers and visited a certain, it says, Adonite, whose name was Harah. And Judah saw that, saw their daughters of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shina, and he married her and went into her. That's the first thing that is happening. He's going against what God has already said. Genesis 28 and 1, it says, So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him. Then he commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman. Huh? When you yoke yourself with unbelievers, huh? and when you yoke yourself up with somebody that's got a less anointing than you, you got to understand something is trouble from the get-go. It's not only you being yoked up with an unbeliever, but when you milk-yoke yourself up, not only do they have not have the spirit of Christ, but they, if they don't have the same level of understanding that you have in the 
that relationship, there's always going to be a struggle. That's just like you in high school and you're dating somebody in the spiritual realm or you're with somebody that's in elementary school or middle school. You got a problem because first, the communication is gone. Spill the seed. And when you look at a lot of relationships, huh, you got to understand something. Huh? They did half the word, huh? but you got to do the word of God. Huh? You got to eat the whole book. Huh? No matter what God is saying, huh? I don't care what it looked like. Huh? If you don't understand what is going to happen, there's going to be a whole lot of marital problems. There's going to be a whole lot of relationship problems. There's going to be a whole lot of job huh? and anything else that you're doing. You better learn how to follow the will of God and stop trying to pull something that's behind you, in front of you. Spill the seed. This is no hour to try to carry nobody on your back. This is no hour to try to make somebody to be what you want them to be, and they will never be. We are in the end times, and God is doing what he's got to do to get us prepared. Every weight is going to feel like tons of bricks. So she conceived and bore a son, and he called his name Earl, which means watcher, a watchman. See, it's not enough being a watchman, but it's your characteristics and your personality that follows what you do. So she conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Onan. And it means beautiful eyes. So you got a watchman, and then you got somebody with beautiful eyes. Did you notice that they all connected to the eyesight? And they could not see nothing in God. And you're going to miss God by not watching in the spirit, but you're watching in the natural. And God is going to deal with both of these sons. she conceived and bore another son and called his name Shalayim or Shalayim excuse me and his name was beautiful eyes Onan is strong vigorous and full of energy but all but you gotta understand I was a watchman. Onan was strong, but he was strong in his own way. And now you got Shelem. Means beautiful eyes, but they did not do what God called them to do. And then the daddy got involved huh, and put his plan in it. You better be careful who's whispering in your bloodline about what you should do against God's will. And if you notice and you get the revelation of their names, huh, you got to understand something. Huh? You can be strong in your own eyesight, but yet you don't have the discernment of God. And your eyes will get you in trouble. And you got to understand something. We are attracted, we move by what we see. But we're not doing it according to the will of God. 
Verse 6. Then Judah took a wife for her, his firstborn, and, and her name was Tamar. But hers, Judah's first son was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord killed him. Do you see what's going on? This is what is going to happen in this last hour. God is going to cut folks off for being disobedient. You got to see what God is saying in this hour. You better be obedient to what God is saying. God is dealing with the family of, of the church right now. Don't worry about what he's doing out there in the world. Don't worry about that. But God is dealing with the household of Judah. Spill the seed. But I, Jonah's first son was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord killed him. And Judah said to Onar, go into your brother's wife and marry her, and raise up an heir to her for your brother. Let's look at this. You got to pay attention to this. See, when you're strong in your own eyes, <laughs> and you're doing what God has not called you to do, you need to understand what is going on in this hour. Be very careful. What you allowing to whisper and be loud? What you allowing somebody to lead you in the path of unrighteousness? We're still talking about spilling the seed. He was so bound not to do what God called him to do. An old man is strong in his own flesh. He's wicked. He's perverse. Is the same, got the same seed and the same spirit. So the first and the second son, God is not pleased with. But Onar knew that her, that the heir would not be his seed. And it came to pass when he went in to his brother's wife that he eliminated on the ground. Least he should give an heir to his brother. I have to deal with you with this. Onan refuses to raise up an offspring for Tamir. Tamar. Rather than do what he was required to do, he went in and did the opposite of what God commanded, and he disobeyed his father. But they were following what was said in the Mosaic law. And these are what God has commanded. But a lot of times, we don't want to follow what the laws that God has already commanded. We want to follow our own laws, but yet you want to be in the house of God and think that you can do anything that you want to do, but yet you're not following the will of God, and you want to know why God is cutting off some things. In this last hour, God is going to cut off everything that's unrighteous, everything that he's been telling you to get out of, everything that he's been telling you not to put your hands to, and you cut it, putting your hands to it, and God has warned you all. 
If your right hand offends you, cut it off. But no. You want to be like Onan. You strong in your own eyes. You full of energy. You're vigorous. But yet you're not so in the place that God can use you. You're not in the place that God can deal with you because your flesh is ruling above the spirit. And that is what's happening in this hour. And the world is telling you to do what you want to do to make yourself fulfill. But you cannot fulfill yourself because you didn't birth and create yourself. But he was strong in his own will. And obeying was nowhere on it. And this is what is happening in this hour. We are so strong in our own flesh that we're missing God. But yet you come into the church and you want to know why God is not working. God is not going to work in your will. That is after the way. God is not even dealing with propensive will. God is dealing with his will or you not in his will. You got to stop being lukewarm. You got to stop being in a place that you allow your flesh to overrule what the spirit of Christ is saying. And it comes to a place that you can reject God so much that he stops speaking to you and he allow you to go into wickedness and never ever to return. We're in this hour with the household of Judah, with the Christian, with the born again believers in this hour. It's imperative that we follow the will of God to the fullness. That you can receive the fullness of the anointing. If you do not fulfill in the fullness of the anointing and you don't have the fullness of the anointing and you're not doing what's required to get the fullness of the anointing, you may not make it in because the things that's coming in the earth and if you're not doing what God has called you to do, you're not going to have enough strength because that's something about God. You could be running in the midst of something and all of a sudden your energy, your strength, your um, energy is gone. That means God can cut you off and all of a sudden you're standing in the midst of your wrongdoings and there's no repentance there's no strength to come back spill the seed it's been gone on too long the church it's so fleshly now. There's no spirit. You want to know why there's no signs and wonders of following those that believe. You want to know why God is not doing these things. He said, I'm looking for one. I don't find no watchman. I don't find nobody that's strong in my will. I don't see anybody that has my eyesight and see the beautiness of things in their lives, see the beautiness of the things that I've called them to do. If they see something that is destructive, they see something that's not, a, that's not pleasant, they cannot pull out anything. Sweet fragrances. But some of the beautiful things come out of corrupt things. Some of the greatest things that are built comes from rubbish. But because you're so strong in your eyesight and the world has told you it has to be given to you in a perfect state, but there's no perfect state outside of God's will and covenant and plan for your life. And so all of this thing is going on in one family. And today, I'm not just talking about Judah's family. I'm talking about your personal life. And I'm talking about the church family as a whole. You need to understand what is going on. You need to really get to a place that you cry out between the porch and the altar that God
God will come in and save your sin sick soul. That you will not continue to play house. That you will not continue to do what God is not calling you to do. And think that God is going to bless your infidelity. Think that God is not going to bless everything that you're doing that's out of his will. And all the plans, all the things that you desire, it is not God. And the church has told you that it was God. But I'm here today to tell you it's not of God. You're having sex with the wrong thing. You're being intimate with the wrong thing. And I'm not talking about a man or woman. I'm talking about your will. And it's not pleasing into the eyesight of Lord. I want you to see this. Now we're finna get into a place. It's gonna cause some things to happen. See, it started wrong from the beginning. I don't know about you, have you ever been in a place that it was, it started off wrong and it ended wrong and the whole process is ended up wrong. I'm getting into a place in my life, if it start off wrong, Daniel too, it's gonna end up wrong. I'd rather back away from the beginning because I know that God is not in it. He's not the author of the confusion, but there's so much confusion in the people's lives. There's so much confusion in your heart. There's a lot of issues in your life that's not settled. There's a whole lot of things that you're not allowing God to deal with you about. There's a whole lot of unforgiveness. There's a whole lot of strife, envy, and jealousy and the working of the flesh that God is looking for someone that have a will to do his will that's going to see the beauty of the Lord in the land of the living. You got to understand something. David said, if I had not known the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I would have faded because you're looking for your beauty. You're fading by the wayside. There's no glory. There's no light shining. It's there because of your will. And your backsliding ways is not pleasing to the Lord. Sometimes you could be in a backsliding state so long, you think God is there in that way. And God is above all of our wills and our desires. And his beauty and his, his marvelous and the great things that he wants to do in our lives is so far above. But you think that it's not, that it's not there. It's the enemy's got you thinking that it's, you don't even understand and know you're living at the height of your religious experiences. But yet God says you're so far down below me that you're not even understanding what the new message is and the new things that God is saying in this hour because you're so not in place because you're interacted with the Canaanites you're interacted with all the Amorites and the Jebusites you don't even understand all of this mixing in and half breeze going on it's causing something to happen to the DNA that God originally called you to do God welcomes everybody into the kingdom of God but yet every man got to be born again Nicodemus said, how can I enter my mother's womb? He didn't understand it was by the spirit and through the blood of Jesus. But yet he was right there in front of Jesus and did not have no understanding. That's something when God blocks off your understanding and he's speaking to you in riddles and you don't have enough sense to go fasting and praying and reading the word and finding out the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Spill the seed. And this is what is happening in our lives. This is what is happening. Let's go on down. Verse 10, Genesis 38 and 10. It says, and the thing which he had 
did. This pleased the Lord. Therefore, he killed him also. You're thinking God is not a God of death. Yes, he is. You want to know why you're in dead situations. You may not be physically dead like Ur and Onan, but you're spiritually dead because you're constantly spilled in the seed. You're constantly in the place of birth, but yet because you don't want to be no conception, you don't feel that there's no value in it. You feel there's nothing in it for you to gain. So you quickly leave the place that God has called you to, to be in and that you spill the seed, you lose the blessing and you out of the will of God because you did not fully appropriate and connect to what God was saying that was gonna bring something beautiful in your life because you felt it was no value for you. You want to know that huh, I'm not going to do this, God, but yet you don't understand that the bloodline of significance is greater than you because you can't only see you because you're suffering. You cannot see beyond your generation. Spilling the seed. It fell on the ground. And we're allowing our gifts and talent to fall on the ground because we don't see no value in it. The words that God has spoken in the covenant that we made with God, it's on the ground, it's not producing anything. It's not that type of seed that's gonna reproduce. Some seeds reproduce inside of you. Some seeds are reproduced in the earth. And God is letting you know this was a spiritual thing. And we're allowing the things of God to be spilled, to be ejaculated on the ground. And you want to know why you're walking around with no spirit, why you're walking around with no life, no uh anything like I just like I don't have no future this is my life you're walking around in an empty state because the spirit of the Lord is lifting off of you because you're in a place that you're disobedient you need to understand what God is saying in this hour you got to go to first Samuel's 15, 22, and this is he's saying to Samuel is saying to Saul he said has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? There's a terrible apostate spirit that's in the church. People thinking they hear the voice of God, but they hear in their flesh. Why? Because there's no change. You continue to walk in this way. You've made an idol out of your desires. And just like when they put the Ark of the Covenant and there were Dagon, half man and half fish. And all the idols fell to the ground. And then they didn't have enough sense to pull or even take out the false gods and let the real God stand alone and him alone in the building. And when they came back, guess what? The hands and stuff was cut off. You don't even understand what is going on spiritually. You need to understand what God is saying in this hour. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed the voice, that says heed the fact of rams 
For rebellion is as in sin of witchcraft. And you want to know why you're walking around in a witchcraft state. You want to know what is witchcraft. Witchcraft is anything that's coming against the word of God. I'm just giving you a random generality of witchcraft. It's obedience. When you start dabbling and working in the witchcraft, it comes until you're doing portions and you're doing seances and doing all kinds of things that's contrary to the will of God. And you want to know why God is not blessing your witchcraft ways. You want to know why God is not working in your white and black magic. Just a little lie is good. God said it's witchcraft. Because it's, 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 not, it's not obeying the word. And you want to know why. And when somebody calls out your sins, you're going to justify your wrongdoing. But God says, I'm going to deal with you in the midnight hour. And I'm going to speak to you about your transgressions. Because God has not obeyed my prophet. And now God said, I'm going to do it. You need to understand. We got to walk upright with God. We got to be in love with him to the fullness. Any other lover would not do. How can you have two lovers? God said you're going to hate one and love the other. You cannot serve it. I don't care how much you try. I don't care how much you come to church. I don't care how much tithes and offering you pay. I don't care how many good deeds in the church you do in the church and outside the church on your goal, on the your job, and anywhere else you go, anywhere in the ground, anywhere in the earth. But if you're walking in a place that you're not obeying the voice of God, it's just like you're spilling the seed like old man did on the ground, and God is not blessing it. He's not honoring it, and now God is cutting things off. And this is what is happening. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, remain a widow in your father's house till my son, Shelem, a shalom, shalom, which means beautiful eyes, is grown. For he said, least he also die as his brothers did, and Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. All those years. The Bible doesn't tell you how old he was, but he was a young person. And he's, she's waiting in this house and grieving. The first son that died, no seed. The second son spilled the seed. Now the third son, she's waiting. And that's not good. Let's go on. Verse 12. Now in the process of time, the daughter of Shina, Judah's wife died, and Judah was comforted and went up to his sheep herders at, it says, at Timnar. He and his friends, Harah and, it says, Odonanite, and it was told, Tamar said, look, your father-in-law is going up to Tamar to share his sheep. Okay, I want you to see what's going on. 
I got to walk you through this. When you got time to think and you got hurt and pain and you feel like the one that you put your trust in and you stayed there and gave them and being obedient and all of a sudden they're not keeping their promise with you. Hey! It causes your mind to go into a different place. And now she's suffering. Now she's going through some things in life. Everybody's going through some things in life. Look and see what's going on. Let's go down to verse 14. So she took off her widow garment, covered herself with a veil, and wrapped herself and sat in the open place which was on the way to Tainar. For she saw that Shelem had was grown, and she was not given to him as a wife. We're talking about broken promises here. on top of a lot of pain. Time, she feels it's not well spent. And she's been done wrong. That's a dangerous woman. Or should I say that's a dangerous person. I looked up the word promise. A declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. Covenant and agreement. And now she's resorted to her own will when that's all you know. When God is not ruling you and guiding you and leading you, you're resorting to your own actions. And it's going to cause you to do wicked things. And one of the things I've learned, the person that hurt you, you become like that person. Because you grab a hold to their spirit. Because the wounded heart will receive something negative before we receive something good. Because God is not in the midst of it. Because they have not yielded their spirit up. So you become like your accuser. Whoever you hate and despise, you become like them because that's not the will of God. And it happens all the time. You lose yourself in the broken promises, in the covenant, and you become desperate. You feel there's no other way or means. I've been done wrong. And so now I'm letting my will guide me. Because I feel God has abandoned me. But that's the main time that you pull on God. When you feel abandoned and wounded. But we don't do that. We become our own God. And we are playing out things that's in our emotions. In our heads. They lie, I become a liar. They're deceptive. Become deceptive, and you're gonna find this out in the scriptures. 
they don't lie. Desperate, feeling, showing, or involving a hopeless sense that is, since it's a situation is so bad as to be impossible to deal with. We're talking about your desperation. I just give you Wikipedia. So Tamar is becoming desperate. Because Shilam is older now. And her father-in-law, which told her to wait on this man, he's grown now. See, man forget the promises. But God always remembered the promises in our lives. They may be 10 years, Trinity, but God said it, it's going to come to pass. Man said, you better not wait on it. You need to see what's going on. Let's go on down. Verse 15, when Judah saw her, he thought she was a harlot because she had covered her face. Then he turned to her by the way and said, please let me come in to you. For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. So she said, what will you give me that you may come in to me? See, she's bound and determined. I'm going to get my way. That's something about when you're mad and disappointed. It puts you in a whole different place. And he said, I will send you a young goat from the flock. And she said, will you give me a pledge till you send it? Then he said, verse 18, what pledge shall I give you? And so she said, your signet, which is like a ring, and a cord, which something like he probably wore that signified who he was. And she asked him for his staff. And went into her and she conceived by him. You see how it's going from one worst state into another worst state? The three sons didn't give her one. Now it's resulted to her father-in-law. And this is what happens in life. We yoke ourselves up with things that were uncovenant. Because in the Bible, you don't find the father-in-law marrying the one of the sons. It was always the son marrying the woman of the brother. So she arose and went away and laid aside her veil and put on the garment of her widowhood. Now she done switched back to something else. Because when deception is, I'm one way here and I'm another way here. So she's in a spirit of deception. Why? Because that's what her father-in-law has opened up to her. See, you got to understand what is happening in the realm of the spirit. Just like when you praise God and you're happy, you're opening your spirit up to the things of the spiritual world. And when you're mad and angry and you're in a demonic realm, you're opening yourself up to the demonic even more. So Satan is coming in. And she's doing exactly what he's telling her to do. This is what happens in life. 
And the only way that you can be helped is to repent. Hey, by my shata. And to turn from it. That means you got to leave that thing. You got to see this. Some of us are still trying to bring blood out of a turnip. It will not be. Verse 20. And Judah sent the young goat by hand of his friend, the Ananite, to receive his pledge from the woman, woman's hand, but he did not find her. Then he asked the man of that place, saying, where is the harlot who was openly by the roadside? And they said, there was no harlot in this place. And he turned to Judah and said, I cannot find her. Also, the man of the place said there was no harlot in this place. Then Judah said, let her take them for herself, lest we be shamed. And that's exactly what God is going to do. A lot of times you don't understand. The Bible says there's nothing new underneath the sun, but you think you're doing something new. You're thinking you're doing something that ain't nobody else ever done. It was done before you and I was ever conceived. And this is what is happening. Let's go on down. For I sent this young goat and you have not found her. And it came to pass about three months after that Judah was told, saying, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has played the harlot. Furthermore, she is with child by harlotry. So Judah said, bring her out and let her be burned. I want you to hear all of this. That's something about God. He knows how to put it on front street. Even, I'm going to go and tell you this, even in your downfall, even in your wrongdoing, there's still mercy with God. I thank God for the blood. He's got a way of vindicating and you even wrong. When he saved the woman from being stoned to death, what did he say? Lisa, worse the thing following you. When God bring you out, don't go back. He said, woman, where thou accusest? There's something about the shed blood of Jesus. You're going to find Judah had a little word that he worked. Hey. I don't care what kind of state you is in your life. If you got a lure, God can still vindicate you. God still can bring you out. But you got to hearken and hear the voice of God. In spite of my pain, in spite of my wrongdoing, in spite of what has been done to me. But God can and will bring you out. Even when you all wrong and been done wrong. That's 
something about God, that's what makes him so great. When I think about his shed blood on Calvary, it covers not only a multitude of sin, but it covers my idols. It covers my shame. It covers my pain. It covers my emotions. When I think about the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that covers more than what I can comprehend. When he should be judging me, he's showing me mercy. But when he bring me out of this, I have to obey. I can't trust that he's going to bring me out the next time. I can't keep working this way of sin no more. He might not bring me out this time. Even though I was innocent, but yet I was done wrong. And I allowed my enemy to come in and place these heavy burdens on me. When the children of Israel were building bricks without straw, and they had the hard taxmaster, God had to raise up a deliverer. But God said his only begotten son, he raised them up. To take away what the hard taskmaster Babylon has put on me. And I don't have to build no temples for Pharaoh any longer. I can leave my idols. I can leave my pyramids. I can leave all of those things behind me. And I don't have to serve foreign gods. And I don't have to build nothing with my resources, my gifts and talent. And I'm building it and then I'm giving it over to Pharaoh. And they're prospering off of my gifts. They're serving their gods off of what God has blessed me with. You got to understand something. Those people that built all of these things in Egypt, they built it after the blood, sweat, and tears of what God gave them to do. But because the enemy got involved, they were building temples for Pharaoh after what God had anointed them to do. You need to see this. And this is our lives. But I want to tell you that God can do anything. I don't care how far you done gone. I don't care where you think it's no hope. Huh? There's hope in God. In every situation, there's hope in God. Let's go to Genesis 38 and 25. When she was brought out, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man to whom these belong, I am with child. And she said, Please determine who these are, the signet and the cord and the staff. So Judah acknowledged them and said, She has been righteous than I, because I did not give her to Shelah, my son, and he never knew her again. Now it came to pass at the time for giving birth, that behold, twins were in her womb. And the twins' name was 
Perez, which means burst forth. And Zara, meaning arise or shine. And I want you to see this. After all of that, she got the children that was promised to her. But the means in which it came about was not the will of God. When you don't want to wait on God, because we don't see no ram in the bush. But God still blesses us. He's a merciful God. He's a wonderful God. And a lot of times we don't understand what God is doing in our life. Even though you're in a bad situation, you're in a hard and a destituted place, God will raise up something or someone to be that blessing, to be that person in your life to bring you out. I don't care how wrong you've been done. I don't care where you go in life. Jesus is still bigger than your problems. While you plotting and scamming and scheming like your enemy. The one's done you wrong, but God is working in behind the scenes. He's working in the midnight hour, raising up somebody or something that's going to bless you, that's going to give you what was due you and promised to you. But if you could just wait on God, God knows how to vindicate. And I want you to know in these last verses, it was in the open. That's how God blessed you. But see, when she was doing it, she was in the, in the hiding herself, concealing who she really was. But in the open places. That's when God brings about. That's how he blesses you. Look at all that she did. Look at all that her father-in-law did to her. Those that's going through family pains. Relationship, marriages, jobs. I speak to you today. What they doing to you in the dark? Stop praying and stop scheming. And God will bring it out in the light and will cause that blessing, the thing that they were trying to hinder you from and stop you from getting, God will make a way for you. And there will be no speed that spilled on the ground. Because all seed comes from God. You got to see what is. God is the way maker. He's the truth and the life. And in him, there is life. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray amen.